0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Yes, Lord. So you'll teach us all things. You'll lead us and guide us in all truth and show us things to come. Holy Spirit, just teach tonight. We want to fellowship with you in spirit and in truth. As we fellowship, open up our, high, our eyes and our hearts. Father, I ask for gold nuggets to just drop out of the, out of the heaven to be just uh, exploding in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Revelation for them, Lord. Knowledge for them, Lord. Wisdom for them. Counsel for them. Understanding whatever it is that they need. Even as they're hearing what they're hearing, they're receiving from you things that they need for their own personal life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. give them the details. Fill in the blanks because you said The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You love when we acknowledge you. You love when we commit our ways unto you. We surrender afresh tonight. We tell you we love you and we adore you. It's because Jesus, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, you are beautiful. And we love you so much. We love you so much. We love you so much. Mm. Oh, we love you so much.
1: Mm.
0: And we're so grateful for who you are.
1: Mm.
0: Yes, we're grateful, Lord. We're grateful. And I thank you that you are, Mm. in this very moment, you are working it, employing things in our favor for our good. You are doing it. The angels are moving to work those things in our favor for our good. You will employ things on our behalf for our good. I thank you that you are good. And we just bless you. We just bless you. We esteem you faithful. Oh, we love you. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 I just want to share something with you just to um, do this in the heart of, heart of man to want to host God. Man loves to host God. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see it throughout the scriptures where they want to build something. You know, um, and we're just talking in general Just human beings want to, to honor their gods The gods that they serve They want to honor them They want to build this They want to build this They want to build these things for them to honor them And it's it's a way to host them It's a way, if I do this for you You're going to do this for me You're going to give me the ability mm-hmm. to have more of you And we see that even in um, There's a story in the Bible It talks about how when um, Joshua and them were going against um certain ones certain ones in the um, in the in the promised land see, stop that, in the promised land it said that that the wicked people offered an offering unto their gods
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because they really really honored their their gods and Israel didn't they won. They beat Israel. Now you say, how can Israel lose when they have God with them? It was their heart. It was the, it was the wicked people's heart, heart posture that was a an example to Israel. They wanted to host their God in such a way that they were willing to the guys. The Bible says, if I remember the, correct, the story, he sacrificed his son so that he could they could win the battle.
1: Yeah.
0: He was willing to give everything that he would implore God's help, that he would host the Lord and host their gods in such a way that they would win the battle. Israel could have took note from that, because I believe sometimes when we handle when we have God in our lives in such a way, sometimes we can be casual. We can be too casual. We can be a little spoiled. Oh God's there. He's always going to come through. And so you lose that reverence. You lose that awe. You lose that man, you know, I want to please you. I want to, my life isn't is is here to please you, to serve you. I want to please you in such a way that in return I get to host you. And so when when they when and you look at that, if Israel would have hosted, if Israel would have honored their God, Our God, the way they should have Like the the evil people did They wouldn't have lost But I believe God allowed that to happen for a lesson To show them their hearts That you had gotten so happy about winning and winning and winning You felt like, well, we just need to just show up We really ain't really got to do anything No, God can tell when your heart's not in something People can tell when your heart's not in something But tonight we're going to talk about hosting God Interesting thing about this hosting God is that we understand that them That practice witchcraft and all those other things They will do any and Everything that they would what Host or harness What this evil power that the Enemy has promised that they would have
1: mm-hmm.
0: They're willing to do it And God would ask you Are you willing to push the plate away Are you willing to back away from this Are you willing to do that no no no, no. I mean, we want you, but I don't want to do anything that have the requires me to have to give up anything that you. But what you don't understand is that you're creating space for him. Mm-hmm. They understand that. They got that down pat. Even if they don't have it, understand it the way we do, they understand it. That if I do this, this is going to happen. And if that and that's just enough in its simplicity that if I honor God in this way and my heart's in it, he's going to honor me because scripture says it. If you honor God, what he will honor you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So we need to just strip things down to just back back to to, to simplicity that I can. God, I want to honor you. And I don't want to honor you because I want something, but I want to honor you because I know that in honoring you, something is going to happen. I'm going to be able to host you. It was interesting. The story, there's a story in, um, in Nehemiah where uh, Nehemiah is wanting to tell the king that they're in trouble, that they need help. But he also told the king that the God's hand was on them. So he didn't want to make God look bad. So he says, man, what am I going to do? So he tells the priest, Says, "Get." he got 12 of them. Was 10 or 12. And he says, I want you to take all the stuff that we have reserved for the temple. I want you to put it in the priest's hand, like we're giving this offering, this tenth, unto God now, even though the temple was not built yet. And in that moment when they did that, the Bible says he invoked. He what? He invoked something on their behalf. Something about the an aspect of God that they needed. To aid them to do what they needed to do And what did they need They needed protection And because of that act The Bible says that no one touched him Everybody that was opposing Israel And the walls were being built Could not come near them Because of that act They needed protection And the moment he turned his heart And said God you said your hand is upon us I'm going to put you to the test And God responded The Bible says blessed is a man That trusted in God but curses a man that trusts in man yeah. So if he looked to the king instead of God He would have not got the protection he needed He could have got the king's blessing And they still would have attacked him mm. But he understood I want to host God more We have the opportunity to host the Lord In such a way that the ones in the Old Testament can only dream of hosting them the way we host them today. Mm-hmm. If we understood what they had and understood what we have been given, we would walk better. We would have a better. We would have a better uh, outlook and a better heart posture about what God has given us, and we wouldn't be so casual. So we look at David. David, our first example of somebody who wants to host God in David's heart. What does David do after God has blessed him and brought him into what he has? The Bible says that David what Wanted to he desired to Build God a house he wanted To build God a house It was his desire that I want God to have a house where he can dwell In how can God just be in this tent When I'm in this beautiful this beautiful Castle and I'm just In this castle and I'm all comfortable He didn't feel right about that said I want A house God I want to have God have a house where he can be Here not that the house was Big enough to hold God But David was thinking in those terms So there's something about us that wants to host God There's something about us that wants to house Him And and David wanted to And desired to But then was told it was not for him to do it It was not for him to build this thing for God But that it was for his son to build this for the Lord But that God honored his desire And because of that desire there was a promise that that son Funny that son that comes from a bad situation That tells you God knows how to take something bad and turn it around for good Comes out of a bad situation That's the son God's going to use to what? Build the temple of God
1: hmm.
0: Whom we all love today Solomon hmm. And Solomon understood That he said even This building could not hold The fullness of who you are But that Lord you would grace us To come that you would grace us to be here, dwell here, put your name here. Because wherever he puts his name, that's where he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's something about us that wants to host God. And we see that when our heart is really in it, God will come and meet you. But I'll tell you what's on their heart was on God's heart too. Because even though David may have wanted, started the first, uh, what is it? The first 10th of David. The first twenty-four hours in a tent. The tabernacle? Yeah, wanting to do that, but eventually he wants to move to a building, and then they finally get a, a glorious building, and the glory of the Lord fills the temple. No one can minister because the presence of God is in this place in, in, in such in such fullness. Not that the building can hold him, but God would allow Himself to be condensed in here, and still is fully God. We look at Hosea. It's not, is it Hosea? No, it's Habakkuk, how the Lord talks about the house or prophet Habakkuk talks about that you have left that house undone. You have left, you've done this. You went into your nice houses, but you left the house of God undone. I believe everything that they were looking to a physical building was later fulfilled by Jesus when Jesus basically was talking about what this temple here. That he would destroy this temple here. He wasn't talking about the physical building, but he was talking about us. Jesus modeled what it was going to be like to host the presence of God in his fullness. Some people would say that you can't have the presence of God in its fullness. They would say, well, you, Jesus was the only one who can do it. We can only have a measure. They like to quote scripture like they like to quote the scripture in Romans where it talks about everybody's been given a measure of it. But there's a scripture in Ephesians Mm -hmm. talks about that we've been given the fullness. Mm -hmm. And even in that measure, you got the fullness of God in that. Um, Yeah, go for it. Uh, Let's pause it. We can pause it. So Jesus was a prime example of somebody hosting the Lord. He was at the physical house. God had moved from the tabernacle. He had moved from the Solomon's building that was so glorious. All of that was a picture and a shadow of what we were going to walk in. Jesus was the example of that. Jesus hosted the Lord. He was, and you say, some people say, well, he was Jesus and he was supposed to. Yeah, he was, but he was an example for the believer because once we were born after the manner he was born, we were never going to be like the old. We were definitely going to be this new breed of believer to have the capacity to host God in a way. That others would have dreamed David would have dreamed to be in our day To be able to host and fellowship with God In his day, he did He fellowshiped with the best of his ability But to be able to have the capacity To host him the way we do Oh yeah, David would have just He'd have wrote a whole bunch of psalms He'd Yeah, he'd have went crazy I think God We'd all been just like Distant second children Because the way David loved God Yeah, we'd all been trouble. We'd all been choked. David would have lost his mind. We're like What? I get to have you in me? I get to host you here? So when you think about that, you say, oh, I'm so unworthy. No, you are worthy. Because if you are worthy, God loves you enough to redeem you because he always wanted to be with man. The Bible says in Ephesians, it says God, I think it's Ephesians or Galatians, it says God created all and he's what? He is in all. He's in everything he creates That's how involved God wants to be That's how God wants to be a part He wants to be holed. He wants to be connected He wants to be one So he was in the beginning But the capacity that we have today is better than it was in the beginning Adam would have dreamed Would have loved to have, have it the way we have it today To be able to walk in this plane This realm And host God the way we do You will never be able to host God like this ever again because on that side of glory, it'll be done. So this side of glory, you get the opportunity to host him. Even in your imperfections, you get to host him in such a way that he would manifest. So we're no longer asking for heaven to come. Heaven came 2,000 years ago. Jesus kept telling them that the message that the disciples were to preach was what? That the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God, if you see this happening, the kingdom of God is here. So we're no longer asking for heaven to come. Heaven now lives in you. You've been given the same example. You've been given the same same job as uh, Adam was given. That he would till the garden. That he would expand the garden. So we know that he was supposed to expand the garden because we knew outside of the garden what? There was nothing there. Because when he got kicked out, what? It was very barren. And it was not lush and flourished and watered down like the garden was. So he was supposed to take. So when we understand and look at how the Bible says, and people say, "Well, see Adam, see Adam, he worked," and then God brought a wife. No, he tilled. He tilled the ground. He tended to the garden. How did he tend the garden? He didn't tend the garden like he like we do. We have to water it ourselves. We got to plant that stuff. Was already done. The fruit already had seeds in it. The the ground itself with. Allow water to come up and water everything. So what was his job? To be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, subdued, and have dominion. He was supposed to expand the kingdom. That area in which it was, we don't know how big it was. He was supposed to expand it. Mm-hmm. Same thing that you and I have the ability to do. We've been given the kingdom. And Jesus tells us, what are you going to do with that? Which I've given you. Because I'm going away. I'm the, I'm the husbandman in the story that left you a vineyard. I'm the king that, left, that went away and left you a kingdom. I'm the master that gave you five, two, and one. What will you do with that? And when I come, will I come back what? Will I find you so doing? Will I find that what, you've, what I've given you, you've multiplied it? So there is this expanding The kingdom, your capacity to host God is expanding constantly. There's this moving from glory to glory, faith to faith, your ability to host God in such a way that it just he lives outside of you. And when I mean outside of you, outside of your physical being, where people get to meet you before you even show up in the building or they meet you before you even show up a couple days later. Like, man, I met you. How did I meet you? Mm-hmm. Because you are so big in the spirit that you are already in are already in Texas, or already in Alaska, or already wherever God is going to send you. And they met you before you even got there. Is that possible? Yes. Very possible. This here is the doorway. It's a gate. To facilitate what you've been given and God is saying what would you do with what I've given you mm-hmm. if I've given you a measure that measure is fully fully me it's not a part of me it's fully me and what will you do with it how will you take that and impact the world how will you take that and and, let, and allow it to grow and blossom and flourish so people can what? Taste and see that the Lord is good.
1: Yeah.
0: We were meant to host God. We were meant to host him, but we were meant to host him in his fullness, in his entirety, because Jesus said, I have hosted him, and I've done some amazing things, but guess what? You can do more than what I did. Not only do what I did, but do more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just was an example to a bar for you to reach to say, hey, this is this is where you start.
1: Mm.
0: But <laughs> this is where you can go. So can you imagine Jesus being mm. your floor?
1: <laughs>
0: Not your ceiling, but your floor. But he says you can do more than what he did in this realm. Mm. We were given the capacity to do something. And it's expanding as we walk with him How do we walk with him? We got to fellowship with him What does our fellowship look like? Our fellowship looks like fellowshipping in the word Receiving revelation So that what? Our faith is built That's expanding As you receive revelation You're gaining understanding That's expanding You're gaining wisdom That's expanding Every time you fellowship in the word And you eat that fresh bread Something is happening If you eat natural food When you were a child You're going to grow Until you can't grow anymore At least taller But if you continue to eat food you grow a little bit bigger You'll grow this way Either way you're going to grow We were meant to grow To the capacity That we're supposed to grow In the natural In the spirit There's no limit mm-hmm. It's a difference You can't get no bigger In the, in, in the natural Unless God allowed you To get bigger in terms of taller.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You get what I'm saying? But in the spirit, you have unlimited power to grow as big as you want. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus said you could.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You were meant to host him. You were the house that he was talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When they were thinking he was talking about tear down his temple in three days and build it back up, they were thinking about still on a, a building and still thinking about Jesus mm-hmm. Or God coming down on the ark and fellowship in an ark. But Jesus was like, no. Do you know the ark lives in you now?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The spirit that rested on the ark lives in you. This flesh that he would have to give a lamb to, to die for. He lives in mm-hmm. you. So when people say, you're not worthy to have God. Oh, well, that's a lie. Because I host him. And the question is, how much will you have of him? According to your faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: According to... What you believe According to how you fellowship well with him So are you fellowshipping with him Do you really, Does he really have your heart
1: mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to look in Ephesians Because Ephesians is a good I love Ephesians breaks this down I, I love this particular um, um, Chapter Chapter 3 and verse 17 But I, want, I like this version here I like what it says here In, in, in the New Living Translation It says in 17, it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. He will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Mm -hmm. Your roots will go down into God's love
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and keep you strong. I like that. I like the way it said it, just said it. I mean, I love the other way, but this way it just says it just so plainly that Christ will make his home in your hearts. That means he comes to live in you. And if that be true through the Holy Spirit, he comes to live in you or he stands at a door, then why is he standing at the door of your heart knocking when he comes to live in you? Don't you want Jesus to come live? Yes, I want him to live fully in this heart but not just fully in this heart. I want him to live in my spirit, soul, and what? My body in and out. I don't want him to be limited, have limited access to me. I want him to have full access to me, because why? We were meant to be one. We were meant to be co-laborers together. We were meant to be joint heirs. We were meant, what? For healing, wholeness, and oneness with him. So we're meant to host him. So you can't, so there's been, you've been given Jesus. Some people say, Well well, there's really no more. I've heard this and say, Well, let's you can ask for more. Well, here's the thing you've already got what you need. What you need to do is learn how to function in what you're given. So it's almost like you've been given him already. Now you need to learn and move and breathe in him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or take what's been given and allow it to expand in you as you make room. How do we make room? We make room by yielding. We make room by allowing Holy Spirit to really lead and guide, to let a shepherd truly be the shepherd that says, this is where you're going to go. This is where you're going to drink from. Is the Holy Spirit really Lord or is he just your comforter or is he just your friend? Because your friend doesn't have the same authority over your life that as the as a Lord do, as your parents would, somebody of authority, if you were up under them, if that makes sense. Your friends could share and maybe tell you certain things, but your parents could say something and you would, you would adhere to. Mm-hmm. Is he Lord? Because if he's Lord, then there's freedom. And if there's freedom, then he's going, to, he's, going to, um, he's going to do things on your behalf that he wouldn't be able to do if he was just the comforter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we limit God. Not the person next to you, not the pastor that's teaching you, because at the end of the day, it's on you. If you got saved mm-hmm. into this thing and the Holy Spirit lives in you, the Holy Spirit is telling you, leading you where to go and what to do.
1: Right.
0: And if you allow him, he will teach you. And he will tell you, this is a good place. Sit here, learn, eat, fellowship. And even when you're not in that place and you're at home, the Holy Spirit be there to ready to teach you there too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wants to He wants to allow you your capacity to host God in such a way. He wants it to grow. And you're not going to grow faster than the Holy Spirit is going to allow you to. So, what you need to do is not a, not be in a rush to get someplace, but know that you're already there. You're just learning how to move and breathe in it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not You're not running to someplace. A lot of times, the, the mindset is that I'm trying to get here. If I can just get to your level, if I can just get to your your where you're at, then I'll be really good. But never understanding that. The same Jesus that you got here and I got here is the same Jesus. All I got was time. I have more time and I've learned what? How to move and breathe in him with that time. It may have taken more time to do that because maybe I'm a little hard-headed or I'm a little stubborn. Or I need that hardened and air to be busted up really good. So I have to go around the mountain a few times. But I didn't do the day. Your ability to thrive in God is based solely on you. It is not the devil. The devil will only come in when we open the door for him. So I says, give no place to the devil. He can only come in when we open the door. And sometimes he'll come in and try to do something. Now you say, well, what about this happening here? Is that the enemy? Sometimes it isn't the enemy. Sometimes it's life. Sometimes it's just bad people. He can't get all the praise. We don't want to. I don't want to praise him like that. I don't want to give him no due that he doesn't deserve. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I don't want to give him no zoo. Because things do happen. They do. But at the same token, I don't know why I ran on that rabbit trail. <laughs> you tell me what it happens. I run on the rabbit trail. There's my mind gun coming really damn, really damn. Got my fishing line.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. We want to blame the devil, but it's really on us. So no one can really stop you except you getting your own way. And the question is yourself: Are you willing to get out of the way so that you can grow and become and be what God wants you to be, and really host Him in the way? And here's the thing: Every season that you're going to host God is going to be as 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 beautiful and as magnificent as it is in the next season. It isn't like, oh my God, I can't wait till I get here. Like I love what you said earlier about classes. You said, man, I can't wait till I get right here. This is really going to be good. In Jesus. It's good here, it's good there, it's good there, it's good there, it's good all the way through. And even though you are moving and you can do more, each space is, is, is just as impactful and full of God in that space. It isn't like the world. The world, this level is just this level. Then when you get here, this is the real good level. Not in God. That every level that you're experiencing God is fully Him. That's the beauty of it. You get fully, you get Him fully Because why? He wants to encourage you to what? To give yourself fully to him. And that's what the Bible speaks about Jesus, that Jesus fully gave himself to the Lord to the point that he was willing to die. I want to host him so much so that I will give my life that what, what I'm hosting, everybody will get to host him now. Had Jesus not done that, we would have not experienced the capacity of what he... you get what I'm saying? you understand what I'm saying? Because of what he did. So what does that say to you? That says that what you, you and you are doing isn't just for you. There are people that are going to benefit from your willingness to sacrifice, to fully be all in, that you would host God to the fullness And by your sacrifice, others would be blessed Because why? You're willing to host him in his fullness You're willing to allow the fullness of him to have full expression in you Mm -hmm. He wants to have full expression in his creation Mm -hmm. He wants that full expression in you That's why we can't allow unforgiveness or circumstances, or this, to linger right. in here, mm-hmm. because why? Those things get in the way of you what hosting him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's it's almost like when he, the scripture says here that he comes to live in our hearts like a home. Can you imagine having to live with unforgiveness as his his bunkie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> or you know, or resentment or bitterness? So he's housed in with all these other things that are in you. The house of God, mm-hmm. not a building, but you. Jesus is in their house, so his 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 bunkie is, you know, you know, uh, uh, anger. How you doing, anger? He and he's got to be in there with anger. Mm-hmm. Are you jealous enough to say why would I let my Jesus have to? And Jesus is not offended by that. He's more he's jealous for that space mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. thing has. Yeah. He's not wasting his time being, oh, man, I'm so offended that they would do that. He's not us. He's like, how can I get anger out of here because I want that space? How can I get jealousy out of here because I want that space? How, how can, oh, man, if, if she just let me, that's what he's thinking. He solely wants you so that you can fully be who you are. Because there's an expression of you that you haven't expressed yet. And Jesus said, you get to do it in Christ Jesus. So when you are fully expressed, you are fully expressing him. He's gonna be expressing too. You guys are gonna do it together and it's gonna be a a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But are you willing to walk in such a way that you're willing to say no to this or let that get out or even trust Jesus with things, something that's so hard to revisit Lord, I don't want to revisit that. It's so hurtful. And the Mm Lord's saying, you can trust me. I need that. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't let me have that, that will will be big in your life. That'll be bigger than me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Or that'll be the thing that trips you up. Because the enemy, I love what Jesus said. This Jesus said this, the enemy has nothing which to land on me. He has nothing which to to pull. Because I give him no space. I have kept this space here solely for the Holy Spirit. And he did have the opportunity to sin. He did have the, the potential to, to do what we sometimes have been guilty of. And, he, and the Bible says he would always choose the good over the evil. It's what Isaiah talks about, that he would choose the good. Even though he had the potential to do, he would choose that. Why? But he had to come like this because why? He had to redeem us so that we could actually step in to this thing that God has been inviting us into. We've been given something brand new. Truly we died when we died with Adam being born, but what behold a new thing. And that new thing is Jesus. And that new Adam is a totally different, totally different, totally different being capable of hosting the savior capable of hosting the God of the universe here in us. And he's, and this here's the beauty of it is that I think it's so cool that if there's one take for instance there's one billion people that are saved on the earth, each one of them even 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 if each one of them were able to express Jesus fully, there'd still be room for God to manifest in the other seven seven billion people here on Earth. Mm-hmm. You can't exhaust Him. You can be fully expressed. You can be fully expressed. You can be fully expressed. It would not be too much of God. Mm -hmm. It would be beautiful. But in the world, me and my boss were talking about this earlier. We were talking about people who reach their potential in a respected field. Why can't they coexist? Why can't they actually uh, embrace one another? I said, because of ego. Mm -hmm. Some of the greatest... Musicians that have played together Won't play together ever again Because of why Ego Their egos in the room can't host Now and it's a sad place to be because When you look at somebody who is very prideful Very arrogant about what they carry They don't have any friends Nobody wants to be around them Oh yeah they're friends of arrogant Prideful people really No, I, I doubt that They're not why their egos don't have enough room for each other in the room. It's like two alpha, it's like it's like two alpha in a room. One of them is gonna bow. There's not gonna be two alphas and we're just like we're good to be alphas together. Mm-hmm. No. They're gonna try to one up one, one or the other. It's it's like that. But in the kingdom of God, it's not like that. You can fully express and be who you are. You can fully express. You can fully express. And there's still room for God to do more. And nobody in here feels insecure. Nobody in here feels jealous of the other person. No one feels upstaged because why? You are an expression of God that only you can express of God. You and you are the same. And if God fully moves through you, you guys are all what? The house of God. Let's keep reading in Ephesians. It says here, it says here in verse 18, it says, being fully capable to comprehend with all the saints. So we are meant after we've been rooted and grounded in God. How do we get rooted and grounded? We get rooted and grounded in the word. The Bible says, Jesus said this. He says, he that follows my word is like a man that builds his house upon what? The rocks. That when storms of life come, when things happen, guess what? He will not fall away. He will stand sure. But if he does not heed God's word, but he heeds the words of the world, he will be like a man who what? Who builds his house, what? On the sand. And when the vicissitudes of life, when the bad things of life come, what? He will crumble and fall. Because why? What he is rooted in is shakable. So God's word has been given has, give, has been given to us to cause us to be what? Unshakable. That's what the Bible says. You'll be steadfast, unmovable. What? Always abiding in him. If you abide in him, he will keep you steadfast and unmovable. Just like she was saying earlier. She said, Yeah, this happened, that happened, but it didn't move me here. Matter of fact, Mm -hmm. the opposite happened. Why? Because she's rooted in the word. Mm -hmm. If she was not rooted in God's word and God's what God is saying, if that was not her daily fellowship, because here, people read the word just like she does, but they don't fellowship like she does. It's a difference. The believer has to understand that we are not meant to just read the word. We are meant to fellowship. It is in fellowship that I get to know him. He gets to know me. There is a communion. There is a two way street happening. And in that, we're going to learn more about one another. Amen. Mm -hmm. And our relationship is going to be solidified based on what? how we fellowship, how good that fellowship is. That's why fellowship is important. You want the Bible says if a man wants friend, he must first what? Show himself to be friendly. Be friendly, be willing to open up and build, be a bridge builder, build that relationship. Understand that it doesn't matter about wrong or right. It's about preserving that relationship. And I guarantee you, if you take the road to preserve the relationship, guess what's going to happen? That relationship is going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. And it's only going to grow because it's rooted in something solid. So Jesus said, if you lived your life upon my word, upon not just reading my word, but upon the revelation of my word, the understanding of my word, the counsel of my word, then what? You will stand. And then you will bring, you will blossom and bear what? Fruit. Leaves, You'll grow and stretch to the, to, the, to the sky. Why? Because you got deep roots that are holding you all together. Your roots are deep in the ground, drawing the nourishment from what? The one who is the word. That is how we are rooted in him. And our roots are meant to go deep in him. Deep in him. Deep in him. So much so that there's no room for anything else. And when there is something, we get rid of it right away. Mm-hmm. That's what it is to prune. If you've done gardening, what? You go in, you prune them dead stuff off, you get the dead stuff mm-hmm. off. And the moment you get the dead stuff off, guess what happens? Boom. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. bush, that gar- that rose it explodes. It starts growing a whole bunch. wide Because you're getting all the things that are out of the way that needs to be out of the way. Yeah. Out of the way. That's hindering what? Growth that's hindering progress, that's hindering you moving and thriving and stepping into what you have to. Sometimes where God is going to take you, others cannot go. They don't share the same thing, you sh- the same capacity you share in. It's not nothing personal against that person or this person. It's about what God is doing. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we have to be willing to be willing to say, yeah, you're my friends and I love you guys, but where I'm going, I can't take you with me. Maybe down the road I can share this with you, but now I'm going someplace and I got to trust that God's going to bring more people that will surround me. And it's okay to meet new people. You should want to meet new people, especially God sent people, not just anybody, but God sent people are good people. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because everybody has is going to come along and contribute, help pour in, help push, help. Say things that'll help you get where you're going. God's gonna give you every tool you need to what to succeed. He's gonna give you every ability. He's gonna give you everything you need to cause this house to be so uh, empty, so that He can come and fill it up. You're gonna make so much room through people. People say things. Some people are in your life to say impactful things that maybe they're challenging. You probably want to punch them in the face because you're like, why does he keep saying that? But you leave me alone. But it's actually hitting up against something. Why? Because God wants that space. And if you allow it, it'll move it out the way. And what? Jesus will come in and feel that and have that. And you will host it more. And the whole time, all this is happening in the spirit. Your spirit, man, is the one that's growing, expanding, moving, breathing, hosting the one who is amazing. And he is meant to what? be outside of you. He's meant for everybody else to shake it. Can you imagine people when people saw Jesus coming they they just touched him. He didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to oh be healed or lay my hands. They just were, oh I'm healed. Mm -hmm. He breathed them. Oh I'm healed. Mm -hmm. He was leaking with that stuff. That stuff was just reeking off of him. Because Mm -hmm. why? He was totally submitted the Bible says. Totally yielded. Mm -hmm. even Unto death, so that God in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, would have free reign to do what he wanted to do at any given moment. And because of that, people lives will change just by him being in, in the area. Things were shifted. Jesus said, You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. If you're willing And you look and you view Yourself as a house That is hosting Something so precious And if you're willing to kick All the other occupants out So that this one, the one, the rightful one That has purchased, that has Given everything to have you I guarantee you You will be Something special People won't who are you? You are amazing. I love that. It, it says here, it says here, after you're rooted and grounded in love, and I love that it says in love. Why is love important? Because that's, love is the center of everything. Yep. It's out of compassion that Jesus did what he did. He said he would have compassion, and then what? Miracles, signs and wonders would happen, because he would see the people out of the compassion of Of what? Of the spirit. Not his own compassion. Because sometimes we can move out of our own compassion. Oh, I feel compassion. And God's like, that's not mine. That's not my compassion. Yeah. So as you walk with him more, you'll learn to move and breathe in his compassion. Because sometimes you can have compassion and you can interrupt something that needs to happen. Do you get what I'm saying? That's being led of the spirit. So every time Jesus was filled with compassion... To the people who had no shepherd, what? Mm -hmm. Things would move and breathe. Also too, John tells, then John tells him, remember, Mm -hmm. you are love because you come from love. Mm -hmm. Love is tied to your identity. Love is tied to the close proximity of you. You are meant to live close close proximity to, to the father. That's what the enemy hates about you. Hates about man. Man gets to live where he used to live. He hates you today And he doesn't hate her More than he hates you He Mm -hmm. hates everybody the same Why? Because you have something he doesn't have He lost his estate By not being being satisfied With what God had given him Does that sound like us? Does it sound like human beings? Yeah Mm -hmm. That are not happy with what God has given them And so what? I want more is like, that sounds like the parable where the man got, uh, agreed to work for a, dar- uh, a penny at the first hour. And then another man comes at the middle time. And then the last ones come and the guy says, I will give you what is right. And then he brings the last first and says, oh, here's a penny. And the one that came at the beginning looked and saw what they got and thought in his mind, what? Oh, I've been here all day. Surely I'm going to get more. That's the spirit of the devil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was not happy with what God had given him. And he, God had given him something precious and was not happy and wanted to ascend to the most high. And when that man got to the front of the line and the man said, here's a pity, that's it? And he said, did you not agree for a pity? Can I not do what I want with my own? Mm-hmm. Or is it that you're wicked in your heart?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we need to check our hearts. Check our hearts. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be more, and he was not grateful for what he was given. That's why the enemy lost his place and got kicked out. But he, we were meant to live close proximity from God from day one. That's why God redeemed us. That's why he said, I knew you before your mother knew you. You were meant to be with me. You were meant to be saved by me. Don't let people tell you that, oh, it is just for it was the sake of the Jews that fell to the side and lost their place that you come in. No, let me tell you something. It was meant by God's heart to save each and every one of us. He may have started with Abraham, but it was nothing about the physical, had everything to do with the will of God, So scripture says. That makes sense? Because mm-hmm. you get people that tell you, oh, well, you know, you're basically kind of second class because, you know, he's, they're still there first. It's, uh uh-uh. Paul said, we're all one new man. That's the heart of God. Mm-hmm. That the old and the new came together and they become one new man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One was not better than the other. Mm-hmm. But that God, in his sovereign will, decided, I'm going to start here, but I intend to save everybody. You get what I'm saying? You are the intention of God. You get what I'm saying? You are the intention of God. God felt that way about you before you were ever here. The foundations of the earth, he intentionally put you here, Mel- Melanie, at this time frame. He intentionally put you here, Megan. You here, Justin. You here a little bit. He intentionally put you here. You guys are God's intention. And you are meant by his sovereign will to host him fully, to be fully expression of who he is. That's his intention. And it says here, be fully capable of comprehending, understanding with all the saints. That means God's people. The width, the length, mm-hmm. the height, the depth of his love. That sounds like capacity. Yeah. Being to go to the, your depths. Can you imagine every time you get something, every time you move to the next stage, the depths of you are expanding. The, the, the length of this mm-hmm. is expanding. The height of this is extending. Every aspect is expanding about God that you're hosting. It says, but you get to do this, experience this with what? With the believers. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? This is what scripture says here. I love this in, uh, it says chapter two of Ephesians. Ephesians is a great book. And it says, beginning in verse 20. Chapter two, verse 20, it says, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, holding both of those things all together, in whom the whole structure, hmm, joined together And it continues to increase, growing, that's right, into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, set apart, sacred to the presence of the Lord. In him and in the fellowship with one another, you are also also being built together into a dwelling place of God in the spirit. That's how you are able with the saints of God to understand the the width, the length, the height, the depth of God. Because her experiences and your experiences are totally different. Your experience and my experience are totally different. But when we come together, it's still the full capacity of who God is. And we get to experience it, not just individually, but we get to experience it together. And that we are a house in which he individually lives in, but he also lives in corporately. And he says, we are fitly together so that what? He can come in and be hosted by us. He was never going back into the building. He was never going back to the ark. I don't care if they ever find the ark. They could find it. He's not going back there (laughs) This is where he's going This is where he was always going That was a foreshadow of this Do you get what I'm saying? Everything old Was pointing to something greater That this moment here Is what all this was living for They died never seeing the culmination of it But they saw it In Jesus when Jesus revealed himself When the graves were open But they didn't see it in their lifetime They got to see it later. And and they're in a cloud of witnesses looking down at you, championing you, saying, man, I wish I could live in that day. I wish I could host what you're hosting because I died never seeing that. But I knew what I what God had given me to do was pointing to this. Now I understand why I was doing what I was doing, because it was pointing to what you have been given so gracefully. Mm -hmm. Through faith, he lives in your heart but grace, nothing of yourself. It is totally a gift that he has given that he would want to be with us of his own desire, his own prerogative. Doesn't matter where you come from, what it's been like. He says, I want to be with you. And I wanna be fully expressed. I wanna be fully housed in you. I want you to be fully expressed. That means all that he has giving you, all those things are thriving and moving and just blossoming. Can you imagine, it talks about the trees. I, I think about this, the trees in the garden, it says when the new heaven and earth come, these trees will bear different fruit. Like they will bear seven different fruit. Like they will just bear fruit over. It won't be just like, oh, they just bear oranges. No, They'll bear different fruit. They'll have that capacity. We have, we got what? We got nine gifts of the spirit. We got what? Nine fruits of the Spirit? It's all in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we allow Jesus to have his way, those things can be expressed and people can taste and see that the Lord is good. They can partake in that. Mm-hmm. And all we need to be all we need to do is begin to see this different. So when we ask, was the church ever closed? No, the church was never closed. Because mm-hmm. the church, the church didn't die. If all the people that were saved on the earth that hosted the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was taken up and everybody were gone, then yeah, then the church died. The church was closed. Just buildings that were closed. And I believe what God was doing in that was that God was trying to break an old system that had been broken years ago, 2,000 years ago. But we have not broken away from it. We're staying stuck. Oh, it's about the building, the church. What do you mean? It's about you. You are the building. And when we gather together, we are the building that Jesus was talking about. You have the capacity, not this building, not this mortar, not this wood. You have host the full capacity of who he is. And I love what it. goes on. and says here. It says here. After you experience all of that It says that You may be That you may come to know Practically Through personal experience Hmm. So you're meant to experience this personally As well as with the body The love of Christ Which far surpasses knowledge Mm -hmm. That you may be filled Throughout your being To all the fullness Of God Mm -hmm. So you're meant to be filled with the fullness of God throughout your being. That means your spirit, your soul, and your body. And so i to say measure. Well, for that measure you've been given, it is fully God mm-hmm. and you have his fullness. Yeah. But you were meant to experience, to walk in, to move and breathe in the fullness of God. Because Jesus says, as I am, so are you. He was not limited in the capacity to carry God. We are not. We are the fruit that came after him. And everything he is, we are. Matter of fact, we are his body. So how is the head going to carry the full capacity of something, but the body doesn't? you get what I'm saying? That'd be just like all your head having all the blood here, but your body has no blood here. Your blood that gives you life is moving through your full, your full body. That's the same thing for the fullness of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That it's moving not only in the head, who is Jesus, but it's moving in his body, who is you. And I love that the scripture says that, that he has been seated. We have been seated. Mm-hmm. Far above all principalities of powers of spiritual wickedness and high places. We are above them. Mm-hmm. They are beneath us because we are in Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? We have to shift the way we see this. We got to shift the way you see this here. Because if you see this different, you're going to take care of this. You're going to love you a whole lot more, better. You're gonna find out he loved me so much that he wanted to put himself in me. And God truly doesn't make no mistakes. I know that's a cliche mm-hmm. thing that people say, God don't make mistakes. And you'd be like, well, nah, yeah, no, God don't make mistakes because he wants to live in you. Yeah. This is what it's been all about. Coming to this place where he wants to live his life, wants to live all that he is in you. And then take you right into eternity that way. Where you live together, what? In oneness. That's John 17. That they would be one father as you and I are one. I've given them the glory. I've given them the word. I've given them everything you've given me. I've given them so that what? They can be one with us. Then I love what Jesus says in John 14 says, he says, says, if you love Jesus, that the father and the spirit will make their abode with you. They will dwell with you. She got the full Godhead living in here. So heaven has come Mm
1: -hmm. and is here. Mm
0: -hmm. It's living in here. And he says, what will you do with the kingdom? You are meant to host him to the fullness and the capacity that you have. It's meant to be expanded Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because you've been placed back in the garden and the garden is a representation of Jesus. And he's saying, I've given you this. Everything's here. What are you going to do? I'll be back. I trust you. That's the kicker. I trust you. Mm. Even if you don't trust yourself. Even if you don't trust him yet. He says, I trust you Mm. with what I've put in you. And I'm going to walk away. And I'm going to go, go do. Because I trust that if you allow that which is in you. If you walk with it. You're going to be able to do what I would do if I was doing it. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? What did Adam? It's Adam. Every animal, all the herbs, just come and bring them before him. Whatever he says, that's what they're going to be. Because why? He is going to move and breathe as though I am doing it. And I can leave it to him because he moves and breathes like me. Mm -hmm. That's what God wants to say about you. So he leaves and says, go. And I trust that you're going to do that. Well, what if I fall? It's okay. You're going to get back up again and you're going to be better next time. What if I make a mistake? It's okay. You're going to learn to be better next time. I still trust you with the kingdom. Do you get what I'm saying? He has entrusted each one of us here. Every believer that says yes to Jesus and hosts the Holy Spirit in him, you have been given the kingdom to expand. You've been given the ability to To, to your, You've been given the capacity to host him mm-hmm. To house him And all you have to do is be willing to get rid of all these other things that are there And he wants to help you do it So that you can actually realize your full potential
1: mm-hmm.
0: So that insecurity is not your portion anymore But wholeness <clears throat> Being secure in who you are mm-hmm. Is your portion You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do But the believer's eyes have got to be open. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We got to see ourselves and see what Jesus has done and stop looking elsewhere when he's already given it to you. How can I take what you've given to me? How can I utilize it for your glory? How can I take and bring you interest on what you've given me? How can I take the gifts you've given me and multiply them that you would be pleased how can I continue to be found so doing that when you come, you will find me so doing and you will say you were faithful over the few. Now I'm going to make you ruler over many. Sounds to me you've been given something and all of us are going to have to give an account. And it's not to be afraid of that day, but it's to be it's to understand God's been giving me something. And now it's time for me to take what he's given me and, and let it grow. Let it turn into something. So in other words, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Not as all of us. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Do it. If God is saying do it, do it. Jump in. It. Yeah. It's, it's, you in here are, are so gifted. So gifted. So gifted. And Jesus says, I trust and believe in you. Even if I know you're going to delay, procrastinate, I still trust you. Do you know he trusted that one that didn't do nothing with that talent all the way up to the point he came? And when that person gave him that excuse, I believe it was his excuse that got him thrown out. Mm-hmm. I believe if he would have said, Lord, you know what? I, I procrastinated. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I delayed. I'm not worthy to have this. I did not do anything with this. I believe the, the approach would have been different. But mm-hmm. because his excuse was wasn't even an excuse. It's the same thing Adam did. Oh, it was the woman you gave me. Are you serious? That's the best you can do? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it was your job to hold that down. Mm-hmm. So I believe if Adam would have said, Lord, I know you gave me the responsibility and I screwed up, I dropped the ball, I followed something against your word, I believe it would have went different. I believe that picture of the story shows us when we just are too prideful to admit that we are wrong Mm -hmm. and not understanding that we serve a God who is merciful, who is willing to forgive and give you another chance to go do it right. I think we can learn that from that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You guys get what I'm saying tonight? Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of all over the place, but I really believe the gist of it is, is that the Lord wants us to understand that you've been given something that's meant to grow and it's meant to grow bigger than you. It's meant to outlive you. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Can you imagine your great, 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 great grandchildren talking about you and the things that you've done and they're benefiting still from what you've done? They're living off of what you did because of what you did extends a thousand generations because it's the blessing of God that's on your life. Think about that. You imagine Savannah. Mom's gone and Savannah's like thriving off of what you built. Mm-hmm. And in her baby, she's telling grandma was amazing. This is what she did. What? Yeah, this is grandma right here in the picture. She used to do this. She did this. She did this. She did this. And they're like, wow. Really? Grandma was amazing. Yes, yeah, she was. She taught me everything. And I'm teaching you. And then what? Her kids. Do you get what I'm saying? What you carry is meant to live beyond you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because it's God. So it doesn't die. Mm. Even if you're physically not here. Who you are is still here. So you are meant to house it. You're meant to have it. And you're meant to take what you got and expand it. Just as impactful. You are just as important. You don't need to be 50 years down the road you just need to be where you are and fully present where you are that's the key being fully present and being willing to be submitted that's just what it is. I love the, the story of Jesus he was ready to go be he thought he was ready to go be with the with the elders and he was like teaching them and his mom tells him Uh -uh, Not yet I love that Mary was the time release She was the marker, time marker "Uh -uh, Not yet Because why? He didn't have the Holy Spirit yet In terms of getting the Holy Spirit To go face the devil He was us Doing it like we would And the Lord Because he was following, he was submitted He followed everything to the T if we're willing to do that then god's not going to allow you to take take on something you're not ready for mm-hmm. the enemy would love for you people would are fascinated with who we are yeah people are people see oh my god look at you you're so amazing okay are you on this because if you're not on it i'm not jumping on that why they can be excited if they want but if god is not with that and i'm doing this and i'm not ready for this i'm going to fall on my face I love that Mary held him back. But I love also, don't you I I love that when it was time for him to do what he was supposed to do, I love that it was at a wedding and his mom walks up and says, Hey, we ain't got no wine. And he's like, What's that to me? My hour ain't come? And she's staring there looking at him like Yeah. Yeah, I know I told you like eighteen years ago, no. It's a yes now. And I believe she was I believe she was divinely set. To release him Mm -hmm. And I believe that was all orchestrated by God
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That he would not move Ahead, he would model What it is to walk and be in Be present in every season And when it was time to step out He stepped out Mm -hmm. and he did not And I love that the Bible says that when he was 12 He submitted himself to his parents Mm -hmm. Which was a mark Of his life Mm -hmm. That he would be totally submitted to the plan of God Even though he was exceptional he could have taught them and taught them under a table. They couldn't do nothing with him. They were amazed by him. But it wasn't his time. It wasn't time yet. And he was willing to submit that God would get the glory. Are you willing to do that? And Jesus modeled that. When you look at that, look at his example for the purpose that you can live that. Be an awe later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But look at for it being to be taught by how he acted. But I love that Mary was the one that said, okay, yeah, go ahead, now go do it. And then she he didn't say yes. He turned to him, whatever he tell you, go do it. And they're like, okay. And he just did it. And he did the first miracle. And I love that he did the first miracle at a wedding, mm-hmm. which was so symbol of what God was doing with us. He was marrying us. He already had a bride But he was bringing a full, a whole other people That were not yet there And he was going to bring one big bride And they were all going to come to be Man, it was just so beautiful I just love it I just, When I look at that, I'm like That's so good I love how God does that So God divinely puts people in your life To watch over you To stand with you There are others that are going to come That would lure you away With opportunities that would lure you away But the real ones that are sent by God Will, tr- trust me You'll know it's from God and they will be ones that not only will tell you what you need to hear, but they'll also tell you what you don't want to hear. But they'll do it in a loving way because they care. Do you get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there are people that'll pat you on the back and say, Oh man, you got the goods. You got what it takes to do all this. But they'll be the same ones today. If they if they found out something in your past or or you fell on your face because you made a mistake, then what? They're the same ones that are tarred and feathered here. Mm-hmm. So they did Jesus. <laughs> Give us Barabbas. rabbits. Mm-hmm. Kill him. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Didn't you just see him do all this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So man is fickle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I just want to, yeah, just want to encourage you that you are meant to thrive, you are meant to be successful. You talked about prosperity? Yeah. We are all meant to thrive. The Bible even speaks of you prospering. It pleases the Father that you would bear much fruit. And that wasn't just talking about spiritually. That
1: mm-hmm.
0: was talking about the whole person. So you were meant to thrive. You were meant to do all those things. So I just want to encourage you. See yourself different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See your view your view yeah. view yourself different. You all here, you guys here are are powerhouses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You guys are hungry lovers of God and if, I, I'm going to tell you and if you let God have his perfect work you're you're going to express in such a way that's going to give to the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are the gift that will keep on giving because you host the one that gave first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. So get out of the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. Get out of the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Get out of the way. Get get what you think it needs to look. Get all that stuff out of the way. Everything that would get in your way and only host, only be willing to host what is supposed to be here, which is him.
1: Give him the space. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah.